Hello and welcome to the Secure Chat Podcast, presented by Archon. This is a whole new security podcast geared towards you, our trusted clients. Each episode, our security experts will explore pressing security news, from the latest malware threat to user errors and top risk management solutions. Tune in each month to learn more about data breaches, what they mean for your business, and how you can optimize your security strategy. I want security. Hey everybody, welcome to season two of the Secure Chat Podcast. Uh, my name is Corey, I'll be your host again this season, and I will be joined by Sean. Sean, how have you been doing in between seasons? Uh, just hanging in there, same old, same old COVID. Uh, nothing really changes anymore, it's Groundhog Day, every day of my life. Um, just a disclaimer to our fans, though, Corey doesn't know that we are firing him at you know the end of the season, <laughs> but we'll keep that between you and me. Anyway, yeah, yeah, Corey, how you been? I thought it was a little suspicious that you guys asked us to do 10 episodes in a two-week period, but <laughs> hey, here we are. <laughs> I remember episode six when we were talking about like COVID stuff. I think it was like episode six or five, we started talking about COVID, thinking that, oh, let's do you know one, one episode about COVID, and then we'll get back to normal, and, and it'll be business as usual. And turns out we're starting the second season. That's still a topic we're talking about. Um, so I think this... This uh, season, you're going to see a lot of kind of how has COVID affected things? Uh, Where's the security posture of companies moving? Um, what are some of like, you know, the low impact, high reward things that companies do? And uh, basically, how how is technology evolving with the unprecedented times that we've seen? Yeah, and I think that we're going to have to try and focus more on some of the current events. Uh, I think a lot of stuff has sort of been happening. I mean, obviously, like, you know, not recording this end of October, so everything that's predominantly you know running news right now is this election based but there's a lot of stuff sort of going under the radar that we're gonna try and touch on um you know bring bring some more of the current event status into what we're talking about and yeah just sort of keep it revolving around security as you said just this whole work from home thing it's it's not a phase i think it's actually gonna be sort of a permanent lifestyle we're gonna start working and dealing with mm -hmm. yeah for sure and although we're gonna keep security topics throughout the season um one of the first thing we really want to talk about was cryptocurrency just because it's a uh, aspect of technology that, that's constantly changing. It's becoming more involved in our day-to-day -day life. Um, there's a lot of security measures that, that are behind uh, cryptocurrency, and we think it's just kind of a fun way uh, to start the season off. Yeah, and the I guess like the idea for sort of basing this first episode on that, because um, I guess cryptocurrency specifically doesn't really affect like anything within a business or something like that. I think the only time the word Bitcoin comes up in a business meeting is if you've actually been hit by ransomware and you have to pay a Bitcoin ransom. But one thing I did see that sort of like hit the internet recently was kind of a big wave topic was that PayPal entered the ring and sort of came out of left field saying that they're going to open up their platform to be able to buy, hold and sell cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. uh, I think they're just starting with Bitcoin and within the next couple of weeks, they're going to open it up to where you can actually purchase items with Bitcoin directly from their app. And with them also owning Venmo, that being a parent company, or not a parent, a sister company of mm -hmm. theirs, uh, they were talking about moving that platform, you know, hitting maybe summer of the 2021. Mm -hmm. And what's crazy is, I mean, I know just as someone in my mid-20s, I use Venmo all the time. Like, that's yeah. the way I square up my friends at bars. Like, yeah. bars, restaurants, sport events, it's always quick. Just, you know, send 20 bucks. And the idea that there's going to be a massive platform out there that's going to allow you to buy and sell stuff with cryptocurrency that's really going to change the game 
And it started a little bit last week with with PayPal announcing they're going to do this. But I think that I think it was 2017. Uh, that's when PayPal or not PayPal, uh, Bitcoin was just all over the news. I mean, I think you remember that summer. It was just like mm-hmm. every day there's news running constantly about like, oh, what price is Bitcoin going to get to? What's its purpose? What's it going to yeah. do? So Bitcoin was kind of just a buzzword that went away then for a couple of years. And, and let me cut you off because we're getting really deep into to Bitcoin, what PayPal's doing with it. And and this is a topic that you love. You love talking about Bitcoin. You're a big crypt or you're a big just cryptocurrency guy. But before we get too deep into it, you want to just give a high level overview of what is uh, cryptocurrency and why is it becoming more relevant in our lives every day? Yeah, I'll do my best on that. I mean, it's one of those technologies that even though it's kind of been around for over a decade now, which shocks people, Mm -hmm. um, it's sort of just seeing more mainstream adoption. That's mainly because of that absolute craze that was happening over the summer. Bitcoin prices went from like $1,000 a coin to $22,000. It was just nuts how out of hand it got. Um, But basically, cryptocurrency uses blockchain technology and at a very, very high level over this because I am not a blockchain mm-hmm. expert at all. Um, it's just this idea that like when you're mining Bitcoin or mining Ethereum or any of like, the various coins, there are certain patterns. And once you reach a pattern, it, it counts as a token. And so with that, blockchain technology is what's being looked into for a bunch of different areas like expanding wise, it's not just used for cryptocurrency and money. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, just recently, I saw an article that was talking about using blockchain to eventually allow people to vote from their phones. Okay. And blockchain is just a very secure way to just run through data encryption. Yeah. So where cryptocurrency came into play is that it's a decentralized form of currency, which means that nobody owns it. So it's not like, you know, JP Morgan or Chase or anything like that is like controlling the money. It's just out there and circulating. And there's a finite amount of it. So at some some point in time, way after anybody who's listening to this is dead, there's going to be one final Bitcoin that is mined. And that's what makes it valuable is like you can't print more of it. You can't come up with more of it out of anywhere. It is a finite number that happens and there's only so much that can be made. Mm -hmm. Same with any other type of cryptocurrency. It's just a finite amount. And that's what makes it sort of valuable in the very long run. Which kind of like when the U.S. had the gold standard, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's th- like what's funny you say that because the idea is that people are talking about Bitcoin being the gold standard for Internet-based currency. Yeah. And what's sort of very interesting about the idea of a decentralized currency is that there's no more exchange rates per se. So like when I went to London a couple of years ago just for a vacation, my friend, like, you know, you had to go to the airport exchange us dollars for british pounds and then i forgot to exchange my money back so i think you know two years later i still have like 30 british pounds sitting at my house because there's nothing i can really do with it Mm -hmm. the idea is that with cryptocurrency like your money is good everywhere they're borderless it doesn't matter where you are it's just going to work yeah the main knock on is how volatile it is like i said the only reason it ever makes news is because it's doing some major swing either way up or way down as of right now, it's like hovering right above $13,000 per Bitcoin. It's probably going to change 800 times before we even finish recording this. Yeah. And and there are aspects of crypto that, that everyone uses day to day. Like, and correct me if I'm wrong, isn't it if you like sell someone from Chase account to Chase account that it's not US dollar to US dollar, it gets converted into like a crypto? That I can't, you know, I can't like, I guess like necessarily say if that's yeah. true or not, but the idea is sound like, 
I, I think it was a couple of years ago, I had a friend just say like, when's the last time you actually held money from your paycheck? Because everything that I do is direct deposit. I pay all my bills online. I pay everything with a credit card. Yeah. I don't use cash anymore as it is. So the idea of people saying like, oh, well, you know, Bitcoin isn't real or Ethereum isn't real. Like this is never going to catch on because it's not real. It's like, if anything, holding a cash is an inconvenience for me because it's just yeah. like there. Um, but with the blockchain technology and how they're sending payments, I'm sure that some type of technology is used like that, where like that's like you're not actually sending 20 physical dollars to a bank account. Yeah. It's all routed through numbers and you know just different type of encrypted channels. Yeah, interesting, interesting. So um, take everything Sean says with a little bit of a grain of salt because I think you do hold some Litecoin and some Ethereum, right? Yeah, I got a little <laughs> Bitcoin too. And a little bit of Bitcoin, so you might be really positive about the three of those. Well, what's crazy is like I, I'm the first person to say don't buy it. If you hear if you hear about Bitcoin in the news, you're already you miss a train. Like <laughs> there's a very very long time that you sort of sit there and like you know you just look at your account and it's just way in the red. Yeah. But I mean, you saw. I mean, like in 2017, there was people literally mortgaging out their houses to yeah. buy stuff. It's it like that's what's crazy is like with how volatile it is. Some people are just willing to throw a ton of money at it. And I don't know if it's nice to people that believe in technology or they just want to get rich. Yeah. Um, you know, some people are saying that the the cryptocurrency craze, like from that 2016 to 2017, like it was just like, you know, the dot-com boom where you could just throw money into 10 random dot-com companies and nine of them were going to be profitable. Yeah. It was kind of the same with crypto. It was just everything was just off the rails crazy. It was a huge bubble. And it was the most just like heated topic. Like there are some people that are like full on cryptocurrency truthers. They believe that no matter what it was going to take down the big banks. Then you had some people who said that like I would never touch that ever in my life. Yeah. I kind of float in that middle ground of just the, uh, well, might as well throw some <laughs> money into it and hope for the best, right? <laughs> might as well try, right? So the so I remember like when I was a kid, my mom and I would go grocery shopping you know, and we'd pull up and we'd, we'd get all of our items scanned. And when it was time to pay, my mom would like write out a physical check and then she'd give the check. And then that's how we would get our groceries. But then like debit cards came along and it made things super trans. It was super transferable. It's very easy to just swipe your card and be on with it. Would you say the jump that we made from like checkbooks to debit cards is about to be kind of the same jump that we're making from like checkings accounts and like debit cards to like crypto. So I don't know if it's necessarily that type of, of jump um, because what we're seeing like lately is how like we went from everyone having just credit cards, you know, and that was sort of your go to like maybe you had one credit card that was accepted everywhere. So I remember, you know, one year for my mom's birthday, we got her phone case. that had like their credit card slot in the back because mm -hmm. all she would take everywhere is like her license and her credit card. Yeah. All she needed. So as iPhone technology and Android technology got more and more sophisticated, you started seeing people who could like have virtual credit cards on their phones, but you would still have to like pay with a passcode. And that was linked through your banking account. The idea is that like, you're going to be getting rid of that middle ground so that like with an app, like PayPal, you log into that account and you scan a QR code and that just like pays, pays right to your account. There is no swiping. There's no putting in extra pins. It's just all right there. And you go like from wallet to wallet. Um, like I said, it's the actual payment process of it seems very complex. Um, mm -hmm. It seems like it's something that is still got a ways to go. I know certain coins are faster than others, which is weird. Like it because it's all internet based. Like and with a credit card, you swipe and you know it, it it hits your card, but it doesn't really like fully hit your card until like three days later. You'll see it pending. That's kind of how like Bitcoin's big knock is that it's slow. It's like when you you know we 
pay something with Bitcoin, like it takes a couple days for everything to fully, you know, resolve itself. Whereas what they're looking to get to a point is that like within seconds, like your payment is actually out of your account, almost like with a debit card. And just one quick disclaimer on this. I mean, in no way, shape or form are we experts on blockchain or blockchain technology, even cryptocurrency. I wouldn't say either of us are experts on it. Uh, this is just something that's sort of interesting and coming up. And we we took a little you know, dive into what's going on with it, what can be used for. And the idea of blockchain is so large, I don't think people even realize like cryptocurrency isn't a sliver of what blockchain can actually be used for. I know we we touched on that early in the episode, but uh, if this is something that, you know, just the listeners would want to hear more about, we can definitely do that. Uh, Feel free to like, you know, shoot us a message or or drop a line in the comments, something like that. Just let us know something we can definitely dive into. Um, But Corey, just like any other thoughts on or like what you've seen with cryptocurrency or something like that. The, The interesting part of cryptocurrency for me is I remember back in 2017 when the Bitcoin bubble was going on and it was, and there were people that are really intrigued by it, that really buy into the idea of crypto. And then there are people that, that think that there's just kind of a fad that's going to go out of style eventually. And um, now we're seeing, though, three years later, a company like PayPal and a company like uh, Venmo giving uh, cryptocurrency substance. And this is one of the first times in my life where I've seen cryptocurrency have substance. And I'm, I'm interested to see where that goes. Right. And it's it's one of those where it's so young and so new um, in reference to cryptocurrency. I mean, there's some actual experts out there, I guess. I think it's old enough to point where like people do have some real knowledge on the subject. Uh, and I think that we are getting to a point where there's going to be people who can sort of analyze what's going on. Um, but it, it is until I think it sort of evens out and it's not as volatile. Like I think there are going to be some hitches as far as like mm-hmm. full on paying for it. Um, I remember I looked up the other day because I think it was actually something called Bitcoin Day, um, where it was like the first time someone ever used Bitcoin to pay for something. And the first guy to ever do that bought two large pizzas for like 11,000 Bitcoin because at the time it was worth like four cents a thing. Yeah. And someone calculated out. It's like he bought $150 million worth of pizza that day. <laughs> but like it's it's like and that's the problem. It's like it's the same thing. Like I know I had a friend who bought a like I can't remember if it was a 50 cent CD um, or an M&M CD back when Bitcoin was kind of new, but he bought that for like 17 Bitcoin. And now it's like, you look at that, it's just <laughs> like, oh yeah, I have a million dollars worth of one CD. Yeah, uh, It's just, and I think that's why people are always going to be a little hesitant as far as the actual adoption of like daily payment goes. Yeah, But I think there's going to be like different ways we skirt that. Same way like with, with the when the gold rush happened, like people weren't going out and buying stuff with chunks of gold. Um, it's just the same idea that like right now, like there's certain items that have like immense value that might appreciate and kind of something crazy. There's going to be different ways that we're able to pay for that using cryptocurrency or using technologies that sort of like sister off of that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think until we get a little bit more of this non-volatility streak going because everyone's too scared to buy anything. Yeah. Cause at the same time, I mean, you could, you could like buy cryptocurrency and then a week later it drops six thousand dollars in price yeah not yeah. that i've ever had to deal with that um, yeah but you know <laughs> well like and one of the disadvantages of crypto is is how volatile it is it just it swings so much so i could see why it's going to be hard for it to be largely accepted as like a common currency if it's swinging so much but the it's just so efficient like the idea that i could send you 
20 Bitcoin, which would be worth, that'd be like $200,000, right? $250,000, let's say. Like if I wanted to send you $250,000, if I just had, you know, 20 Bitcoin and sent that to you, that's so much quicker than like taking $250,000 in cash and like putting it in the mail and sending it over to you. And that's like the real advantage of crypto here. It's just how quickly the stuff can be transferred. Yeah. And there was one other uh, use case I saw for it. Um, It wasn't for Bitcoin. It was for a much smaller cryptocurrency called Stellar. Mm -hmm. Um, And what that that project essentially is for is like it focuses purely on being very, very fast with as low amount of fees as possible and sending the money. And the idea was that if there's someone who, who like leaves their family to come to America or, or wherever, they, they immigrate to a country to work there and they want to send their family back home money. Mm-hmm. Right now, the way that people would do that is they either send an envelope of cash in into the mail and hope to God that it gets to Mexico. Like yeah, say we'll use yeah. that case. Like it's a family from Mexico. Uh, you know, the the husband slash father is in America, like trying to work and he sends his wages home every month like. It's you're kind of hoping a prayer that international mail is going to get there, um, you know, and there's no currency exchange. So you can't use like a quick payer of Venmo right now because it has to be U.S. dollars. Yeah. And his family back home, we be paying the exchange rate for U.S. dollars to pesos. But he can convert the dollars to this project called Stellar and then just send that over. And within seconds, his wife has all the cash that he made that week. So it's. It's these small ideas, like not necessarily these these giant companies are trying to like hoard money or change the world. It's like the idea that the cross country, it's borderless. It's it's much quicker to like stay connected in the financial sense. Which, as we're seeing with like remote work, being able to stay connected consistently and in real time without any type of delay, like that's just going to keep moving forward. It's it's going to apply more from work and working from home. Uh, you know, your businesses always need to be to be able to be movable and agile. And I think that's going to come into form of same like paying for stuff as well. And sort of like an agile lifestyle in that sense. For sure. For sure. And it's just bringing the world closer together day by day. Like this technology, whether it's inside of like a corporation or whether it's, you know, blockchain inside of cryptocurrency, what technology is doing right now and what's going to continue to do over the next 10 years is people are just becoming so close with each other. And it's so much easier to, um, you know, send messages, send money, just cross boundaries from person to person. And like the distance they are in miles really isn't a factor. Exactly. And we've seen that outside of cryptocurrency, just like you said, technology. I mean, my brother's planning to move to North Carolina next week and not once has the conversation been, well, how am I going to talk to you? It's like, yeah. well, dude, you can text me, you can call me, you can FaceTime me, we can talk on Xbox Live, party chat. Like there's so many different ways that I can connect them within seconds. And I think that Finance is just sort of like one of the last industries to sort of catch up to that. And then cryptocurrency is hot on the heels to sort of make that happen where you start bringing that that technical unity into play. Yeah. I mean, that's all I've got. You got anything else? No. I mean, if, if this was something that was interesting, I definitely would go more into it. But I think that's a brief overhead, especially, like I said, with the, the new thing hitting with PayPal. And that's going to show up on a lot of a lot of just different browsing sites, social media um, I guess the only disclaimer I have for anybody that is listening, I mean, if you're thinking about buying cryptocurrency right now, like, again, if it's in the news, it's too late. Don't risk it and jump in now, but always take some time to educate yourself. There's a lot of platforms out there where you can buy it. And, you know, within a couple of weeks, we'll be able to buy it through PayPal, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And we definitely just kind of tipped our or dipped our toe into the water as far as blockchain and crypto goes. And if this is something that you're you're interested in and you'd like to learn more about, feel free to leave a comment or 
or reach out to us on any of our social media platforms and let us know that this is something that you'd like to hear more of because we would definitely do a follow-up episode with a couple guests that that are more or a couple guests that that know this stuff firsthand that have kind of been involved in the mining um process and and just kind of give a more in-depth uh analysis analysis of of what of what this stuff is um so if it's if something you're interested in definitely reach out to us and let us know we want to thank you for listening to episode one season two of the secure chat podcast i know sean and i are excited to be with you guys for another season um if you guys have any ideas any comments about the show feel free to reach out to us on any of our social media platforms and we'll also be doing weekly Q&As, kind of weekly uh, video snippets and bi-weekly podcasts that we'd love uh, for you guys to join and be a part of. So-